Good morning, Soraya. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing well. We're getting towards the end of the year here. You uh, know what I mean for the end of the year? What's that? Because this year has been a weird year. It has been. I say let's ruin. Let's ruin the year. <laughs> ruin. ruin my favorite. What? You're talking about Chris Kakavez's new Hell album. Oh yeah, I'm talking you? about Chris Kakavez. Three releases in 2020. For those of you who say 2020 has been the worst, pit. It's been it's been an interesting year. Yes, yes. We've had interesting musical performances in unusual delivery systems, but we've also had pretty cool music be released. And yes. Chris Kakavis, who likes to say that he doesn't do much, three releases in one year. You pointed that out the other day, and I still can't believe it. Who does he think he is? The Monkees? Like, who, who releases three albums in a year? <laughs> who does he think he is? Zeppelin? Right. Come on. Yes. Yeah. So that, th this is good for us. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Great for us, but also great for fans of good music and Chris Kakavis fans. So yes. please guess if you haven't figured it out, it's Chris Kakavis talking about his latest release. Chris Kakavis ruins your favorites. Yeah. We got to find out about this title, don't we? <sighs> so let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. Oh, here's Chris. Right in the nick of time. Let's add him to the disco party. Connecting to Chris Kakavas. If he's not wearing boogie shoes, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> so here we go. You got me? Oh, there he is. Boom. We can hear you. We just can't see you, my friend. All right. Hold on. Let me uh, check the... Uh, all right. So you got my voice. Yeah, we got that. I, I <laughs> Loud and clear, huh? Yes, sir. Should I turn it down or? No, no, no you're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Going to video now. <clears throat> and uh, you see me? I see me. We don't. Okay. Hold on. Can you describe what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> Soraya said she's expecting platform shoes. I'm expecting boogie shoes, man. Baby, my boogie shoes are long gone, sadly. Ah! I mean, I, I can boogie in any shoes I'm wearing. Ah, see, see, that's the proper answer. I can but, my actual, shoes. but my actual platforms, my actual platforms uh, are long gone. I got them at Floorshine, actually. <gasps> they were rainbow wingtips. Shut it! Oh my God, they were amazing. Oh, can you imagine? Floorsham is such a like proper shoe store. And I know, it's so ridiculous. Dang. It's ridiculous. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see, here we go. Start video. You guys ready? We're ready. Are you, are you sitting down? Ready. Are you sitting down? We're sitting. <laughs> 
Look at you. Look at, look you. at you looking at me. Hey man, you looking at me? You looking at yeah, me? Yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Chris, it is so good to see you. Yeah. You too. You too, guys. I love you guys. Oh my oh. God. You know, we love you too. A hundred percent. Awesome. Chris, we are so happy to have you on. I know our listeners are thrilled. Hey, Jeff made an observation and we have a question about it. Third release of 2020. Just, just yeah. what are you up to? Well, actually, I think technically uh, Home Recordings came out a year ago in November. I believe. Okay. Uh-oh, somebody's going to do the math. Somebody's gonna <laughs> no, do I'm going to go to band camp. <laughs> I'm going to try and get a little more light on my ugly mug here. No, hey. You look fantastic. What are you doing? <laughs> Honey, it's all about how you feel good. You do you. I feel pretty good. Then you guys looking good? You feel it? If you guys feel half as good as you look, you guys are feeling damn good. <laughs> oh, I was just telling Soraya, she looks fabulous. Yeah. Hey, you know, when you when you take a shower, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> See, that might be my first mistake. It's like, oh, can oh, you, tell me how that goes again. <laughs> okay wait oh yeah november 2019 i stand corrected yeah okay so second release of 2020 well here's a cool thing i can still get under the wire with a third release <laughs> yeah yeah you, okay. and uh and i'm but i'm working on a chromo valdez thing right now and so that is technically not chris kakavis but hey going to do this Cromo Valdez thing and then maybe I'll bust out another Chris Kakavis thing, you know, because uh, I'm crazy. <laughs> no, you're artistic and obviously inspired. I, mean, I am. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm equally frustrated and inspired. And like I was pretty honest about with my last release on Facebook, it's like, you know, I need the money. Boy, do I need the money. So, uh, you know, this is an opportunity. This is a way that I can uh, not actually beg for money, but I can actually create something and offer it. You know, it's the barter system. I, I think it's the future. It should be the future. Um, it was certainly our past, you know, where people traded services for goods uh, right. and goods for services. Um, and it's all kind of all I got to offer, you know. Um, people are selling off their equipment. I pretty much sold up everything that I can afford or that I am willing to sell off, let me put it that way. Um, and I've sold some very, uh, very special pieces of equipment, you know, like very special. But most of this happened already years ago you know, when I was already struggling. But it's okay, things come and go. You know, they're just things in the end, um, material things. Uh, but um, the, where I'm at now, it's like, I need to still continue to be able to record music and play live when and if that happens again. So there are certain things that I absolutely cannot and will not get rid of, you know, Good. no matter how desperate I am. Um, 
you know, I still got that op option of prostituting myself. <laughs> no. And uh, I like the idea of more music from Chris Kakavis, that's for sure. Cool, cool. Awesome. <laughs> Me too, actually. Me too. Yeah. So our question, one of our questions Soraya and I were talking about is, um, obviously you're inspired and you can come up with all of this new music. Why the idea to go back and re-record some of your other material? Our favorites. You decide yeah. to, to ruin them. And ruin is subjective. <laughs> um, it was actually an idea that my wife Rose and I talked about um, some years ago uh, to do for me to do piano, just voice and piano renditions of my of some of my songs. And the the thing about that is is like it's an easy option, you know. Well, not completely easy because the point is I wrote these songs on on guitar. You know, some of them I, or most of them I played piano on when I recorded them. But uh, to make this record, it was, uh, it was actually more difficult than I expected because I actually had to relearn the songs um, on the piano. You know, I had to figure out what the hell are these chords, you know, because I played them over and over on guitar, you know, live in live situations and, uh, so I knew them inside out on the guitar, but to play them on the piano, I actually had to go back and learn my own songs. The advantage was that at least I knew the arrangements. And for, for most of them, I knew the vocals, I knew the lyrics, but not all of them. On a few, I had to actually, you know, type up the lyrics and have them next to my garage band when I was recording. Uh, to know what the hell I'm singing, you know. And I was pretty, uh, <clears throat> I was pretty faithful where I could be. Um, I always went with the original tempo. I tapped it in so I knew exactly what the tempo of the original was. Uh, for most of them, I kept the original key that it was in. Uh, but a few I had to change. I had to lower the key because I, I can't sing that high anymore. Um, C cigarettes and or whatever <laughs> just age you know yeah you know my ball my balls finally dropped and i, I just can't <laughs> sing as high as uh, you know you know i didn't have a lot of options there it's like i could have gone full castrato you know what i mean but i'm like no nope, no nope. nope. thank you exactly exactly yeah, that's a, that's cheers a, by the way <laughs> yeah, salud 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 hey. oh wait how do you say it in german uh prost prost Prost. Prost. So, Ruins Your Favorites. This sounds like a little tongue-in-cheek, I'm hoping. The title but, is curious. Well, you know, the thing is, most of my uh, album, well, a couple, let's say, a couple of the album titles have been ironic. And I am into irony, of course. Um, you know, the best example is the record Good Times. Um, you know, because it's certainly not about, you know, it's not like, it ain't a feel-good record, let's put it that way. Noted. Um, so, uh, I don't know what else we got. Um, Self-taught, yeah, that's not quite as obviously ironic. 
my first thought, um, my voice sounds weird. Is it okay? Is this working for you guys? It sounds good to me. Okay. Um, my first thought for a title for this record was actually switched on Kakavis. Like switched on Bach, right? Yeah. Which, which my dad turned me on to that record. I actually have two copies still on vinyl. I don't think I have the original one from, uh, from back in the day, but my dad turned me on to that record and it blew my mind. Um, but that record is so holy for me. Okay, that's one, that's one aspect that why I didn't go with that. And the other is um, that record, although he, she, <laughs> Now she um, was interpreting classical music with no uh, vocals. It was completely created with synthesizers, which my record is not. Okay. So I, I couldn't, um, I didn't feel like I could justify calling it Switched on Cacabus. Although there might be a Switched on Cacabus in my future, but only if I can figure out how to do everything uh just with uh computers or, or synthesizers you know right so then i don't know where this came from. oh okay right so i'll tell you where the title came from so what became clear to me as i started doing this initially i did want to do the voice and piano thing but when i start recording i always need a beat because i need the tempo right as we as i mentioned earlier I want to really lock it into the original tempo that was for some reason important to me. And uh, once I get a beat, then it, it takes it already into another direction. You know, it takes it into Chromo Valdez land. So, and I decide, you know what, I'm gonna take that freedom and uh, I'm gonna mix it up and I'm gonna let uh, these two alter egos <laughs> They're both alter egos. Do, do either of us exist? I don't fucking know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and honestly, this is the closest I think that Chromo and Chris uh, have ever worked together. And I'm pretty happy with the results. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very happy with the results. My biggest regret about this recording, which I probably shouldn't divulge, but you know, this is just the way I am. Um, when it came time to sing, <clears throat> I was at the tail end of like a two week cold. So my voice on some of the tracks, in my opinion, is, is just trash. You know, I, uh, you know, I squeaked them out. I squeaked out those high notes and I'm trying to sing like three part harmonies and stuff, you know. In the end, I'm content. I, I'll say it that way. I'm content. And, uh, and it was a really fun process. It was a, a little bit experimental. And the whole process of relearning the songs on piano was also really fun and challenging. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how that came about. Right. So ruins your favorites. As I realized where this record is going, it was clear to me that fans of my music, how I recorded those songs at that time, would maybe not right away dig this, you know what I mean? 
they'd be like, what the fuck, you know, you know, with electronic drum beats and synthesizers, you know, I knew it could be off-putting, but I was okay with it. I was committed to what I was doing, but I kind of wanted to warn the listeners, <laughs> which is why I ended up with the title Ruins Your Favorites, you know. Yeah, you gave us a definite heads up. You know, Chris, one of the more interesting comments, or I think one of the things that caught me off guard was you were announcing this online and then there came this sudden announcement on Facebook. Hey, I told you I'd have it done by this date. It's not going to get done. It's going to wait. And then, you know, people were saying, oh, oh, oh. And then Steve Wynn replies, you know what? Just get it done and put it out there. And yeah. so I was fully expecting a little lag. And then the next announcement I get is that it's out. So is it that Steve gave you that last push or did you finally just say, you know what, I'm okay with what's here? Well, I was, you know, I was Soraya, I was close enough that, okay, let me put it this way. The day I wanted to release it, it was not ready. Okay, so that's legitimate. Um, but I only needed that much more time to finish it. And I had, I had two options, release it as soon as it's ready, or wait till the next uh, band camp free Friday thing. Right. And when Steve wrote the, then I was right, I was like, you know what, yeah, let's do it, you know. So I spent the next day or the next 40, I think it was like 24 hours. And I went and finished those mixes and I listened and I signed off on it, signed off on it. And I said, okay, let's do this. Let's just put it out there. But definitely Steve did have something to do with that. Because it was pretty amazing when I got that notification, I went straight to go buy it. I said, shoot, I don't know what happened, but I'm, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. But uh, I'm glad you. I'm you. glad you had that extra time then to yeah, it's it literally sure you were comfortable. It was literally just finishing mixes. You know, I had ten songs and like eight were mixed. I think I probably still had to sing one on that day. You know what I mean? So it's literally the songs were not complete. You know, there's no way. You know, I could have released it on, and I tried. I was busting my ass. I really wanted to get it out on that Friday. Um, it just didn't work, and I was okay. And then I was okay with it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Didn't happen on that Friday. It's all good. So well, it made, made me think, um, if you were, if you consider yourself a perfectionist, or are you more of like the REM style where mistakes and all, it's going out. Um, mm. That's what I was wondering when, when it, uh, it didn't meet the deadline and I was thinking, is Chris in there like making everything just perfect? But it sounds like the songs weren't even quite finished. It was less of perfectionist thing and more of a, these songs aren't even, even cooked yet, <laughs> completely cooked yet. In, in this case, I mean, all the tracks were there, you know, they just had not been mixed. And like I say, I think there might have been even one, there was at least one or two that had not even been sung yet, you know. Um, and uh, the mixes are really important to me. The whole process is really important to me. 
And I would say yes, to some degree, I am a perfectionist. Um, but on the other hand, I, uh, I welcome the chaos, let me put it that way, which is something that I learned from Hal Gelb, you know, from Giant Sand. You know, you have to let these things uh, just come into your music, you know? And I love that, I love that process. I love those surprises, because I don't want to know every damn thing that's gonna happen, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, you know, and I like, I like the quirkiness. I think it also gives a, a song soul, you know, if you don't try to control every aspect of it, you know? Yeah, let some stuff happen. Um, I mean... But having, but having said that, you know, it's like, I'll play a piano track 10 freaking times in a row until I get it right. Okay. You know, for me, the foundation, especially the rhythm has to be tight and locked in, you know, or yeah, tight, loose, tight, you know. Um, I need the foundation to be really solid. And then, then I can mess around, then I can let things go off track. And I love that, you know. And especially, I think especially you'll hear it in my Chroma Valdez stuff, anything, you know, even my past stuff. It's basically me starting a thing, keeping on course, and eventually it just completely devolves, you know? And I love that, I love that. That's cool. Well, Jeff, I say, let's start walking through these tracks. Yeah, I wanna know why why these particular songs got picked. Yeah. So. so, I mean, was that a pretty simple process, Chris, of selecting? <laughs> shaking your head vehemently no so how did these 10 make it well um initially it was clear to me i didn't want to jump on the on the hits you know i didn't want to do like pale blonde hell i didn't want to do you know i don't know whatever other hit people might might want to might have wanted to hear uh, the other thing was that I had to find songs that I felt um, lent themselves to an electrical, electronic interpretation. And once I got the first few, um, it kind of, it kind of set the, the course for the rest of the record. Okay. Um, so those two aspects of trying to avoid the hits, although Anonymous slipped on there, Good Times got on there, right. which was uh, kind of surprised me, but I'm really happy that, that, that I ended up doing that one. Um, really happy with how Good Times turned out. Um, and the other thing is, um, I went to my roommate, who's a major fan of my music, and uh, Pete Funk, who has his own band, by the way, I gotta give him a show, No Sugar, No Cream, Pete Funk. There Good you stuff. Go. You guys got to hear it. You guys got to hear it. Okay. Um, oh, I'm I'm the new guitar player in his band, by the way. So uh -huh. uh, whatever. That's another story. But I digress. <laughs> um, anyway, so I would go to Pete and I said, Pete, what do I do now? I said I did it. Oh, the other thing was I had uh, I chose 10, 10 records, ten, and. Um, I said, Pete, I want to do a song from each of these records. So you tell me what to play. So pretty much I left it in Pete's hands. 
Having said that, uh, for example, for good times, he suggested Over You, right? Um, which I love that song, you know, uh, but it was too folky. I tried it, I tried to do it, but it didn't, it didn't fit to the uh, electronic um, interpretation. Yeah. So I ended up doing good times, but really Pete Funk had a lot to do with it. You know, I said, tell me what to play. Literally, I'd finish the song. I'm like, Pete, what do I do now? Wow. I mean, but that shows that there's uh, some sort of artistic. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm thinking in Spanish. There's an artistic yes. connection there where you can trust him to help guide you. Because when Jeff and I went through these tracks, I mean, you know, so let's start with number one, All That Air from Love's Been Discontinued. Talk to us a little bit about this song or what was unique this time around that you found as you were playing it as a cover. Isn't it weird to talk to the artists covering their own song, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I digress. Um, that song, again, I basically just started with the tempo and then I have to find a beat. And I found that beat, which was kind of almost silly, you know, with the you know, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, this is yeah, it worked. Yeah, I, I was like, this is ridiculous, but all right, let's do that, you know. Easy after that, you know, because um, it's like the guitar uh, on the original is like bam, 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 bam. But I'm like, I wanted, I wanted to try and create something much more minimal, which is I tried to continue that theme mm -hmm. uh, to some degree throughout the record. But I just wanted it to be minimal, you know, just like bam, you know, just hit the chorus, bam. You know, and, and recreate certain elements. Um, in some songs, I went a little further in trying to recreate original elements. Uh, in this song, it was it was only the chords and uh, and then that bass line, boom, boom, boom. You know that tremolo bass, which originally I played on a on a guitar on a tuned down guitar. But this time I actually played it on a bass uh, through a tremolo. But try to, you know, I wanted to bring elements. I wanted to bring reminders of the original in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that one, that's how that one came together. Right. And I, that, but that beat made it for me. It, that's, I blame the beat, you know. 
That's a great name for a title too. Blame it on the boogie. Yeah. I mean, blame it on the boogie's already been taken. So. (laughs) So so next up, go ahead. Boogie, boogie, (laughs) smoogie. Blame it on the beat. Blame it on the beat. There you go. All right, so that's all that air. Um, next up, Divining Rod um, from New Improved Pain, which came out in 1995 on Normal. Right, right. And that one, originally, there's a lot of electric guitars. Generally, this album is you're going from more acoustic instruments or more your more normal rock instruments, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, um, live drums, and now you're going more to the this electronic feel. Um, was this one also chosen by your roommate, Divining Rod? Um, actually, no. Let me think what he chose from this record. Um, no Improved Pain. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what he chose. Uh, oh, shit. I could ask him, but he's downstairs uh, with his family right now. But you ended up, up going there. with Divining Rod. Yeah, somehow divide, and that was kind of a fluke, you know, because I I was not sure if that that would work at all. And uh, in the end, I'm really happy with how it came out. And I tried to do that synthesizer. I tried to do the guitar riff on synthesizer. That yeah, um, it totally didn't work. It sounded so stupid, you know. So I invited my friend Heike to play uh, violin on a few songs. I said. I said to Heike, Heike, try this one. It was really difficult for her to play, you know, on the violin, to, you know, but man, she pulled it off. Thank you. 
I have to say that I love the violin on top of the electronic. Um, cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool because it brings in that more, I don't know. I, I think violin reminds me of the human voice somewhat. Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's an instrument, of course, but there's something in it that reminds me of the human voice. And with that, those little pieces that she adds, and not just this song, right? She plays on a, a couple of songs. She plays on Anonymous and she plays on, uh, I think, Let You Down. No, 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 that's Steven on Let You Down. Safe Haven, Safe Haven. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but I think those are the three. Divining Rod, uh, Anonymous, and I believe Safe Haven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love how that anyway, like, that sound. When I when I um because it was clear I wanted her on anonymous. I definitely wanted her to cop the cello part, you know. So she actually played by viola on that one. Uh bracha as they call it. Um so Heike Vendelin played uh, violin and viola. And um and I knew right away I was going to love that contrast of having an acoustic instrument on there. Yeah. But I strictly, I strictly avoided playing guitar on this record. You know, that was an, an intentional decision. I said, I'm not going to play any, any guitar. Okay. I did play some bass guitar. Um, and I, and there's one song at the very end where I play, uh, an electric guitar. It kind of fades in at the end of one of the songs, but my intention was to try and do it as uh, electronically as possible, focusing on drum machines and keyboards. You know, that's this is some heavy stuff. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> it's it's interesting to hear the process because then, you know, look at the next track, "Split a Man in Two from Self Taught, mm. uh, released in two thousand four. this one how this cover evolved you know i i knew before we started this interview that i should have listened to these tracks <laughs> which i did not which don't I worry not. um but i'll tell you this much that song easily lent itself uh to interpretation very easily because it's so repetitive, you know what I mean? It's just like, it 
easily lent itself to this interpretation. And that was one that um, I slid right into. Um, I had, uh, there are a couple elements uh, from the original that I left out, like Jason's guitar, where he played a really cool riff on the original. Um, I, I don't know, I ended up leaving that out. Uh, the whole time I was thinking, should I try and recreate this? But I, but I left it out in the end. And, uh, and then there's, a, there's also a recurring loop thing that happens in that song in the original. And those I just kind of, you know, at that point I was, I was a little more, I think, confident in what I was doing, not really still knowing what I was doing. But I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna go full on with new interpretations. Um, you know, the voice and the chords are still there, the tempo's there. I think that's enough that people will get the idea um, that this is this song. So you said that this one let, lent itself easily to this new interpretation. Were there any songs on the album that were that made it that were difficult to transition from the previously re recorded versions? Well, as you as you remind me which songs I played, I can tell you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on so to that, an anonymous yeah. then. I think you should know Anonymous is a very good example. Yes, this is a challenge. This is a challenge. Um, I thought it was going to be a bigger challenge because I'm trying to, you know, get the guitar part. But they're like, there's a lot of guitar stuff going on on the original. Um, and I was like, I had to pick the, the prominent guitar melodies and ideas uh, that I, I thought were essential to this cover. Um, so I stuck with, um, what did I even play? I think I played the do-do-do-do. Is this stupid to like hum the parts during no. the podcast? No. So it's like, uh, do, 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 do. exactly. I didn't even play the do 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 do, which is an essential part. So I just played the bam, bam, do 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 do, bam, do 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 do, and then uh, Heike, I actually I 
think I wanted her to play the da -da -da -da. did that even happen? See, I can't remember anymore. Wait, so was it an artistic choice to change those that phrasing? Well, you know, the thing is, it's like there were two guitar parts. There's the uh, there's the acoustic. Hold up. Are are we gonna get a live performance right here? We're gonna get a little doo 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 doo. Yes. <laughs> oh, you made okay, Jeff's on. day. I, I don't have my, yeah. Okay, I'll put my headphones on. As uh, all of the audience starts to fill the venue here. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Kakavez is on stage right now. Ah. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna try and, I don't have a guitar pick, but I have this little uh, plastic coin that you put into the shopping cart. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's good enough for me. All right. Um, so anyway, so, okay. So as I played this on the record and live, Only a, only a string, maybe slightly out. As so, the riff going behind that is um, so it's like, right? Yeah. On electric guitar. Sharp. And then like. So I think that's <laughs> that is sharp. Don't put that thing too far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and keep your um, pick. Keep keep the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the shopping cart pick. I mean, normally I have like picks laid all over the freaking room. I can't. There's not one inside. But you know what? If it works, it works. Here, that I got one for you. Can you... <laughs> a little far. <laughs> All right, Chris. So right. Uh, so that's anonymous. Yeah. So that one actually is really fun to uh, find those uh, the voicings on the piano. That was really fun, but man, it was challenging to play. Oh my god, because it's like my hands. Uh, I couldn't get it into the muscle memory of my hands. Mm. So there were a lot of retakes on that until I actually got a, a smooth track. And that, that was absolutely the foundation for that song. So uh, I spent quite some time getting that basic piano track. Thank you so much for including that track in this, because for me, this is probably my favorite Chris Kakavas song, um, the original and oh, wow. the reinterpretation. Um, this reinterpretation is probably my favorite on Ruins Your Favorite. So um, I know Ooh. you mentioned that you were a little bit leery about having the more 
popular songs, the hits, uh, as you will. But thank you so much for including this one on here. My pleasure. Thank you, Jeffrey. Cool. I made one person happy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about good times then. Track five. There will be good times. Good times. To drive you insane. There will be pain. You've already talked about it a little bit, but anything else that you want to kind of highlight from this song or the process of this song coming together? If we're gonna, yeah. if we're gonna talk hits. Well, good times is challenging because uh, that's kind of a jam song. You know, there's a lot of like guitar jamorama there, and. Uh, and I was always, uh, with those jam songs, I was a little bit more tentative because I knew I couldn't just grab a guitar because I, I told myself no guitars. And, uh, but to recreate like that, those jammy moments with the synthesizer, with like a 1970s synthesizer, was actually really fun to, to try. And uh, I think on good times, that was one of those songs where, uh, on the uh, remix, where everything was in place, and it, it sound it, it didn't have that vibe. It didn't quite have that vibe. And then uh, I just laid down this whacked out, overdriven synthesizer thing, and it, it brought it all together for me, you know, because it gave it. Then it kind of brought in some of that uh, electric guitar vibe that I was missing. And uh, that was really fun. And it was, uh, you know, I, I've been recording enough like electronic music that uh, it's not like a huge surprise when something like that happens. But sometimes I forget to do it. You know, it's like, let's just, let's just go crazy. Let's just dive in, you know, crank up the overdrive and, and just blast out this track, you know. And, and find find the vibe, you know, find find that groove, you know, uh, that freedom, that unrestricted freedom of just kind of jamming, like you're jamming with friends, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's difficult because, you know, I'm not my own best friend, so I'm like, oh, I got to play with this jerk. And uh, so... <laughs> I got to so, play with this guy. Anyway, so, oh, great. I got to play with this guy again. <laughs> um, no, but uh, to, to cop that vibe, and, and on that one, it really, it took that song uh, for me into exactly the place that I wanted it to be. And it was really, yeah, a fun and exciting moment. There was a lot of discovery uh, during this recording process, you know, self-discovery. Uh, sound discovery, um, engineering 
techniques. It's, you know, you know, I'm constantly learning by doing and uh, man, it was, it was a process. It was, and it's a pretty concentrated time because I, I set this deadline, you know, as you guys know, and uh, I was busting my ass, you know, I really was. Um, and it was exhausting, you know, I think that's why maybe I got sick, you know, in between, like uh, I had like a cold, like a head cold. And then again, when it came time to sing, it's like my voice was like gone, like gone. And I'm like, oh man, like now it's like, I, like, I don't have time for this. You know? <laughs> I don't have time to be sick. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But I bet that was, um, having that thing to focus on was probably good um, at for your emotional well-being and just state of mind, especially during this 2020 pandemic, having that focus yeah absolutely uh it's kind of twofold though i have to say you know um <clears throat> you said a positive thing and of course i'm gonna you know take it into the gutter <laughs> um you know it's it's a little it's twofold um or it's a double-edged sword or whatever whatever metaphor it is um because honestly at this point I don't know if there's a future in live music. I don't know. I know everybody's going to say, oh, yes, we'll get back to this. Oh, yeah, they have a vaccine and blah, blah, blah. It's never going to be like it was before. It's never going to be like it was before. It's never going to be people standing shoulder to shoulder with strangers, not giving an F-U-C-K. And uh, will it be like that again? I don't know. Tell me it will be. I want to believe you, but I don't believe it right now, you know? And, uh, and I know it's a question of being patient, okay? And we will watch it pan out as long as we live, as, as old as we get. But, you know, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen in 10 years? Are we still gonna be wearing masks? Even if we get the vaccine, do we still have to wear the mask? I don't know. My, my suspicion is that uh, it's not gonna be like we ever knew it before, you know, not only Let's say if there's any uh, resemblance or, or semblance of, of normality, um, we can't be normal because we went through this. You know what I mean? And my my level of paranoia is not that high. You know, it isn't. I would go into a room with people. You know, once somebody, let's say the officials say, "Okay, we can do this again now." Um, but, uh, you know, I feel, I feel a little bit like uh, scarred, you know, already, like from the experience uh, or from the lack of experience, let's put it that way. And also if I, if I start to imagine a concert where groups are going to be able to stand within this square because they all come from the same household. You know, so you have a bunch, you're now the audience is standing, everybody two meters apart from each other in their own little squares where they can stand. You know, what, that is not rock and roll. That is not rock and roll, you know? And if that's all, if this is the future of rock and roll, then so be it. 
but um, it's depressing to me. But if this, if this is the only thing that people in the future will know, then they'll be okay with it because this is how, how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I won't be okay with it. Even from the stage, I won't be okay with it. Yeah, I certainly personally think that there will be some, there has to be some kind of change, permanent change as a result of this but um for better for better or worse yeah, question mark yeah so it'll probably be somewhere in between where we are now and where it was i imagine we'll see we'll see what the future i mean but but here's the thing but here's the thing you know it's like okay good so the rest of the world comes back to norm normalcy a, a sense of normalcy all the clubs are closing how are the clubs surviving surviving they can't survive the clubs are fucking closing. The circuit mm -hmm. has reduced itself by at least, I don't know, a third by now. Yeah. You know, at least a third. The clubs are closing. Who's going to bring those back to life? The people, the, the, these guys who ran these clubs passionately, who's booked these clubs, you know, it's a wonder if they'll freaking survive. And if they can come back, how are they going to come back? Yeah. How are they going to come back? Find new investors? Hey, I need money to open my club again. Uh, sorry, your club is not a club. It's a fucking uh, spa now. Or it's a fucking corona clinic. What do I know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't want to, you know, I'm not Mr. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit Mr. Sad Sack guy. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to figure out what is the reality. Right. I just want to know the fucking facts, you know? But they change every day. They change every day, you know? And I follow the rules, you know? I, I wear my mask when I go outside. You know, sometimes when I say that shit and I see myself, I, I look like Trump speaking like that. Because <laughs> Trump's always angry. He's always angry. <laughs> no, but a uh, couple, couple of key points. One, you're not painted orange. And two, you're not spitting vitriol. What you are, though, is is stating some facts, yeah, and I yeah. think it's it's a it's a necessary conversation about how is how are music venues going to be viable moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And I think you present a really good point to think about. Um, I think we're all so desperate to be right back where we were, where we were, you know. Press the against each other like maybe an inch between each other. I mean, Jeff, Jeff is the king of being way at the front, people behind him, like, and it just being a rocking evening. And I think we're all desperate to get back to there instead of standing in a bloody square, uh, you know, with four people and then two meters apart is another one. Yeah. But I think we're all willing to, as Jeff said. We're all willing to envision whatever that change, whatever that gray area is. And then, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, there are two aspects to it, or probably more, but the the main aspects for me are, <clears throat> first of all, as a spectator, I'm a huge live music fan. I'm, I'm, I was still getting in the mosh pit. You know, I don't care. I'll get in the mosh pit. If the band's exciting and they move me, I'm in the mosh pit, you know. At the concerts, I'm always going to the front, you know. It'd be me and Jeff, like, elbow to elbow up there, you know. <laughs> heck yeah, heck Perfect. yeah, I love it. 
because I want to see what the musicians are doing. I want to look at when they step on that guitar pedal. I want to see all this, you know, this is the excitement of live music, you know, and the freaking camaraderie of being with strangers, you know, the com that camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, so that was actually one aspect. The other aspect for me is um, that it's my livelihood or it was my livelihood, you know, um, or it supplemented my livelihood. You know, one supplements the other. It's like I never earned enough money uh, from music alone to survive, you know, to raise families. Um, and I was okay with that, but now, so what, you know, my two fucking jobs are musician and cook. Guess what? All the fucking restaurants are closed. You know, I can't even do that if I wanted to, you know? So it's like, Jesus Christ, what, what can I do now? What can I do? You know, I'm 59 years old. It's like, what are my options? You know? Right. So what I'm actually doing right now, thanks for asking, um, is, uh, <laughs> What are you doing right now? <laughs> oh, funny you should ask. Hey, thanks for asking, Jeffrey. Um, I'm doing band coaching at a high school. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. And uh, this it's funny how it came about. I'll spare you the, the details. But um, so I ride my bike uh, like 20 minutes to, uh, to the high school. Um, Tuesday, I have two bands. One is a four piece with keyboards, drums, guitar, and trumpet. Whoa, what are they, Beulah? Who is this? What's that? I, I just referenced a band, uh, Beulah, an uh, Elephant Six band that had a similar <laughs> trumpet. Dude, dude, they're 11 years old. Yeah. And you know what? And I never heard of that band you just mentioned. I, I'm pretty sure they haven't either. But I'll ask them when I meet them. Um, and then there's like a five-piece band, two electric guitars, bass, keyboards, and drums. And last week or two weeks ago, I got a new band, which is uh, two gals in the band, like this very petite um, girl who plays bass. And... Uh, a girl keyboard player, her brother plays guitar, electric guitar, and a drummer. So you coach these students? Well, you know, I'm, my mission is to teach them to play a song. But they're not, I mean, they can't play chords on the piano. You know, I have to tell, I literally have to put their finger on the, on the frets of the guitar. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun. It's freaking fun. We have a blast. I'll send you guys a video I took the other day. You guys will crack up. It's Please. Like, it just, it, our last session just degenerated into pure chaos. It's like, <clears throat> rock and roll. It's like, exactly. And you know, and the kids need that too. I think these guys needed that. They're like, you know, and we have to wear a freaking mask the whole time, you know, and I, I think they were just happy. And I, and I give them that room. I give that literally give them that room. I say, you know, I start a little bit with a little bit of order, but if they want to take it somewhere, I'm like, let's do it. Let's get noisy. Let's get loud. Let's blow it up. 
<laughs> and uh, and this one kid was just screaming. First he's rapping, and then he's just screaming. And it was like so cathartic, you know? And then they start like break dancing on the floor, right? And uh, and then this one kid, he saw his buddy like do this kind of break dance move. <laughs> You'll see it in the video, it's pretty great. I wanna see you that. Won't see, you won't see the guy's move that he actually did like a break dance move but you'll see his buddy trying to do it. And basically he looks like he's curled up in a fetal position. And if you see the video, you might actually worry about him, but he's okay. Um, <laughs> Sounds like one of my dance moves. <laughs> well, he, he, looks, he looks a little bit like he just got tased, you know, like with a taser. Those B-boy um, moves are hard, man. You gotta know what you're doing. Baby, I know, I got my moves. I got my- No, I know I you got your moves. I know, I know if we put the right beat, if we put a little Eric B and Rakim, I know, I know you're going to bust it out. I know that. I'm yes, aware. Please, Soraya, yes, please don't though, because you know, if you put that beat on, I will get up and uncontrollably dance. Yeah, no, no, no. We, and we, we have an interview. Yeah, no, we have an interview to finish here. Uh, there we go. Okay, but I know Jeff is begging to ask it, and I'm going to ask it. Do they know your musical background? Um, you know, uh, when I met the first band, uh, my boss uh, was came in and he's like, he said something funny because I replaced another guy who just kind of lost his mind to COVID, and he's like, uh, I need a I need a new guy. Uh, I, I'm like, okay, I'm your new guy, and uh, so he introduced me. He said, yeah, we called this guy from America, you know, to come coach you guys, but the kids are totally nonplus, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's okay, you know, I'm not gonna, you know. No, but- They don't, they don't give a hoo-ha. You know? No, but I, I think it would, it would, if I were in a band and they bring a guy and they said, this guy's released records, that would catch my attention. Well, here's a, here's a, actually, having said that, uh, the first band, they're, they're my older boys, uh, they're from the, they're probably more like closer to 12 or 13. The others are all like 11 year olds. Um, and uh, after a couple of times we met, uh, the keyboard player said, uh, yeah, I found you on the internet, you know? Hey, cool, you know, I saw what you did there and blah, blah, blah. That was pretty sweet. Um, because uh, the first time I met the keyboard player, who's kind of like the band leader, they call, uh, the name of their band is Big Boom, by the way. Big okay. Boom. Big Boom. Yeah, and so Julian, Julian, the keyboard player, he's kind of like the spokesman for the group, you know. He's like, yeah, we need your number. We're going to put you in our WhatsApp group. I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. And uh, so then he got my name, and that's then he Googled my name, and that's how he found out. Uh, that, that's I, pretty dope, though. It was pretty sweet, pretty yeah, sweet. Pretty dope. My first band is still probably my favorite, but the other two have a lot of, they got some potential too, so. Oh, uh, so with the first band, I want to do, uh, probably going to work up the Eminem song. You got to lose yourself in the muse at the moment. You, own it. you got to never let it go. You only got one chance to not miss you. Okay. Is, it, so, is this the one where, it, does Julian, was he the guy that was screaming? No, no, no. That's, that's a different my, band. Uh, that's my second band. That's my five piece. And that's the drummer who's actually a pretty good rapper. 
So okay. he's rapping it. He's rapping in German. I made the mistake of bringing in a microphone, and they just went nuts. So. <laughs> they went nuts. <clears throat> so he started out rapping, and at one point, he just screamed. It sounded like the fall. It sounded like uh, the fall on I don't know on helium. That is, you know, because they have those little voices, you know. So. It's kind of like the fall, extremely chaotic. It was amazing. I loved it. Oh uh, so for that band, I want to do uh, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. Nice. Four Sorry. chords, easy. Just trying to keep it simple. Yeah. But actually, but then the guitar player told me, you know, he's like, no, I want to, I want to do our own. I want to write an original. We want, we need to do our own song, you know. I'm like, cool, I could do that. We can do that too. We can write our own song. You know, we don't have to play somebody else's song. So that's my second band. The third band, who are pretty young and, you know, not so talented. The guitar player is good, drummer is good. Um, I, I'm thinking about Louie Louie. Oh, that's a good yeah. starting point. Yeah. I think so, you know, and I told him, I told the kids, I said, you know, I said, kids, <laughs> kids. Uh, I know you listen to more modern music. I do too, but I'm telling you, these little these songs are more complicated to learn. So there's some great older tunes that um, are easier to learn, and uh, and I played them from my phone. I put it in the PA and played it for them. And surely them. And, uh, and when they heard, like, when the band heard uh, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, they were totally impressed. They're like, this is a cool song, you know. And you played the and, monkey's oh, version? Yeah, 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 the monkey's version. And that's why I brought the mic in, because I'm like, nobody's singing, so I'm like, I gotta sing. Exactly, so I started singing. Say last words. <laughs> Give me that mic. It was, it was hysterical. It was I'm hysterical. not your stepping stone! Pretty much. Oh, I was getting into it. It's cathartic for me too, you know. I don't get a lot of live music action these days. So let's see. Jeff, how cool is that? It's pretty cool. You know, it pays 20 bucks an hour, so hold on. So now I'm up to <clears throat> okay, hold on. Now I have three classes. So I'm earning potentially 240 euros a month. You yeah. Hey, man. That's my entire fucking income. <laughs> I'm so fucking broke. It's crazy. But it's you're, ridiculous. On top of that, you're probably making a huge impact on these kids' lives that who knows where that influence can go, right? I mean, not just on them, but anybody that they have an influence on. So there's that, too. But I but hope I mean, so. I, not I to downplay so. the, the need for... The monetary yeah I mean, no 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 that, that, i mean a, that's a real thing so yeah 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 that's cool you know um sorry i'm always trying to pick up from the gutter and <laughs> try to <laughs> give, give my little jeffrey sorry jeffrey, you're jeffrey yeah you should apologize for for that <laughs> no. dude no 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 thank you really no um yeah, it's okay. You know, it's it's good for me, and and uh, and maybe I don't know. Who knows? Let's see where it goes. You know, we're just having fun, and 
I'm just trying to, you know, build kind of a relationship with these kids. I mean, a musical relationship. And, uh, and hopefully I will inspire them, you know? You know, I, I, the first thing I asked uh, all of these kids is like, who's taking lessons? Well, I took lessons, but I'm not taking lessons anymore. I said, well, if you want to get better at your instrument, keep taking uh, lessons, you know? And if you're not gonna take lessons, practice every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you really wanna learn this instrument, that's the only way it's gonna work. And some, some are clearly inspired and motivated, others less so, you know? So I try to find a balance, you know, between in each band, okay, let's see what we can do. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so can we, we took a detour here, back to your favorites. Can we talk about the stage? So in my mind, I always have to have a side A and a side B. So this is going to be side two in my mind. It's, it's an even split, five songs, five yeah. songs. So the that stage- was my, Jeffrey, that was my intention. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. So the original was on Love's Been Re-Discontinued um, from your 2013 record on Cactus Head Records. I took to the stage to act my age. I stood there naked. Unashamed I started to sing And lost my sight Stayed that way For the rest of the night And I'm trying hard To understand The weight of the gift The lay of the land Sometimes this doing a reinterpretation for the stage well did, did pete suggest this one uh no i think this was my choice it was a pretty clear choice actually um i think mostly because of the tempo you know i'm like okay i want to do something like this um speaking of tempo so i tapped in the tempo right and a fast song is between 120 and 130 beats per minute, okay? That's already pretty fast, even for a rock song. And I tapped it and I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be right. 142 beats per minute. What? 142. It's that fast? Dang. It is. It is. It doesn't. 
it's kind of deceptive. It doesn't seem like it's that fast. <laughs> what? 142. Count them, bro. Count them. <laughs> They're all there. All the beats are there. Count them. Okay. I'm gonna oh, shit. Oh, shit. There I go. I sound like fucking Trump again. <laughs> recount. We need a recount. There's not 142. There's only 130. I demand a recount. There's 142. All right. But anyway, rant over. Um, so, sure enough, 142 beats per minute. And I'm like, this is crazy, you know. Uh, so, the first and most obvious difference is that uh, on the original, it's guitar and it's already set in the tempo, even before the drums come in, you know. Okay, no. There's a guitar nearby, right? Sorry, Soraya. I, I mean, I love you mouthing the parts, but there's a guitar right there. Hold on, where's my... Ah, there it is. Grocery store coin. track my my previous statement Jeff yes you were right to point out the guitar was right there sorry um right so anyway so uh and then once I had that crazy ass tempo and had the beat you know I got the beat because it always starts with the beat and I, I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna take this somewhere else blame um, it on the beat and I, and I stayed I played that piano from the beginning to that beat, but I want to make it really floaty and, and not have a tempo, you know? But it's, it's, in key, it's in tempo, it is. Even the piano from the very beginning is in tempo. But I want to make it really floaty, you know? And I almost wanted to do the whole song like that, but then it, towards the end I thought, you know what, we're gonna bring the drums in. And uh, that's what happened. Nice, yeah. nice. Very well executed. <laughs> cheers, cheers, yeah, yeah. And then fo that's followed by a track from Neil from 2002, Safe Haven, which you've also uh, mentioned a little bit. Hold me face down in the water. Because I have no skills to Devil is my daughter. 
was safe haven a song that was easy to lay that that kind of deconstructed minimalist foundation for yeah yeah definitely that one really worked out that was very easy actually um because uh, the main riff is anyway on the keyboards you know do, 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 so I knew that was going to be pretty easy, and uh, indeed it was. Um, and that's a song that features Hallie or Haley, Haley O'Malley. I never asked her for the pronunciation of her first name, which is actually spelled more like Hallie. Uh -huh. And since her last name is O'Malley, I think it's maybe a rhyming thing. Oh, Hallie, forgive me if I've just mispronounced your name over and over. Maybe it's Haley O'Malley. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is embarrassing, but it's okay. I, I, embarrassed, me, my, I embarrassed myself on the last podcast. I, uh, I, 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 I hope it's Hallie O'Malley. That would be so... That alliteration yeah, sounds it, perfect. Hallie I have a, I'm suspecting it is, but I'll ask her tonight. Hey, I mispronounced your name tonight. How's it going? <laughs> so you brought her in on vocals for Safe Haven. Is there a reason why? Okay, so there's this guy who I've never met called Chris Chandler. You probably met him, Jeffrey, because you know everybody. Anyway, he reached out to me and he's like, hey, I'm doing a I'm doing a cover, I'm doing a record of covers. I'm gonna cover uh the velvet underground uh you know banana record what's is it does that have a name it's called the i think it, isn't it just called velvet underground, velvet underground. And, and thank nico, you right and nico yeah i think you're right Something yeah. Like that, yeah. he's like i'm gonna cover every song on this record in order of appearance i'm like cool he's like you want to play on it steve wynn's gonna play on it i'm like Oh, great. If Steve Wynn plays on it, then I guess I got to play on it too. Great. You know, I had other things planned this week, but fine. I'll play on your goddamn record. Uh, <laughs> if you force me to, okay. No, no. Chris is a, seems to be a very cool guy who I've never met. And uh, yeah, he started sending me tracks and I started playing on them. And then he sent me one, and I can't remember which one, that Hallie sang on. And he, and he told me a little bit about Hallie. And he's like, yeah. And then he sent me a link. He's like, uh, she did this cover of Jason Molina, you know, Farewell Transmission. I posted it back, back in the day, uh, some weeks ago. <clears throat> so she does a mind-blowing version of uh, Jason Molina's Farewell Transmission, right? From Songs Ohio. Do you guys know it? No. I, I oh my God. The original is amazing and her interpretation is like spot on. Wow. Like she sings it almost exactly like he sings it. And I was blown away. And her version of the song she did on the uh, Velvet Underground record is also amazing. And I reached out to her, I, I said, girl, I love your singing. And for some reason, I thought, you know what? I wanted to sing Safe Haven. So she did, she sang it twice. I had both her vocals in there. And then I sang harmony to uh, her vocal. Wow. 
and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that came about. Just this weird sort of internet connection thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let you down is next from one of my favorite of your records, yeah. Hell on Hell, um, from the 1994 record on Normal. Um, and I'm wondering. You, were, you mentioned earlier that most of these are in the original key and now I'm trying to think which one isn't um, do you know is Let You Down is that the original key? Um, let me think about it I think that one might be actually okay wait hold on let me think about it uh, might not be Jeffrey I can't answer that time on shoelaces I don't know much about saving graces I don't know how to get back from faraway places and I don't know how to make amends but I know how to let What about let you down bringing pulling that one in did did was that one pretty easy to to do this new approach with well uh that was kind of a fluke in a way because um you know i i can i forget what i considered off of that record um i don't think it was one that pete suggested and i can't remember what he suggested if i look at my notes i could tell you um that was a little, yeah, I don't know how I came to that one. I don't, again, I don't think it was Pete. Um, but when I started doing it, I realized this is a, this is perfect for, for this electronic interpretation. Yeah. What I like about it, what I like about the original and what I like about the uh, electronic version, and I think maybe this is why it works well, is there's spaciousness in, in this song, you know? It's basically just like boom, you know, and I think that's kind of why it worked. Oh, and this is one of my favorite beats on the record. And that beat, it's uh, it might be a little over the top for some people, but I freaking fell in love with that beat. And I probably should have let it come in and out, but I, I just fell in love with it. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just had to let it keep going <laughs> yeah blame it on the beat yeah. there you go again i had to blame it on the beat you know always and speaking of beats so most of the beats i was gonna ask came from this little device what you got uh, there korg chaosolator uh, look at that and it's like a hundred bucks or 120 bucks. I don't know if you can get this version anymore. Um, 
and you play it like on this little pad here, depending on what you want to do, you know? Okay. And there are hundreds of options. So it's like, I'm turning it on, it's battery operated, which is also pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Runs on batteries. Um, unfortunately, you won't be able to hear it. Oh, unless, hold on, I got, I'm gonna try something crazy. It's made by Cork, huh? We got a little show and tell here, Soraya. So we get to yeah. we get to see how fun, these beats were. Fun toys. Yeah, how these beats were originated. And it does. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm surprised at the size of it. I mean, that's like <coughs> size of a CD case, smaller yeah. size of a CD. Smaller case. than that. All right, let's see if this works. Um, I'm plugging my headphones into the speaker output, and. Uh, I'm gonna put the speakers on the microphone. Oh, all right. We might get a transistor radio kind of effect. We'll see. I don't know. Let's see what you got. Can you hear that? Yeah. Should I turn it down? No. Turn it up. <laughs> let's let's be like Chris Kakova is telling the guys in the the eleven and twelve year olds. Turn Break it up. up. <laughs> you can hear that though, right? Yes. All right. So. <clears throat> All right, I'll walk you through this. So these, it has like melodical sounds. Yeah. Oh, that's... So this is high to low, obviously. Now, and it's actually playing notes, obviously, okay? So now I take a low note. So it's kind of a filter, right? Yeah. So up and down is more of a filter. In this direction, it's more pitch. Oh, oh. Yeah. All right. Okay, now check this out. So here I can dial in the tempo. Yeah. So what? that's 120. It's backwards, but it's 120. Yeah, we see it. And uh, now, so that's like uh, one of the sounds. So now I'm going to go to beats, okay? Yeah. So we got. All right, check this out though. I can record it. Now it's recorded. Okay. Now check it out. Hold on, I'm gonna stop the playing. Now I got another beat here, okay? All right. Same tempo. Okay. But the other one's still there because I recorded it, okay? Okay. But now I can add this one on top. Layering. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so now I have all that. Now I can add uh, some melodies. I can add, I can, there's just so many options here, yeah? 
I'm just going to get a little silly. I'm going to just do it without talking about it, okay? I'm going to record it as it happens. Kakavez right here. We're constructing a piece so right here. Dude. Live on the podcast, constructing a piece right here. Woo. So I can definitely see how this uh will how this works with the Chromo Valdez material for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's where most of the beats came from, you know, on uh, on Ruins Your Favorites. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is a really cool tool. Yeah, I haven't seen Oh my god, it's so much fun. But the thing is it's like uh <clears throat> you can't save anything in here. So as soon as you turn it off, it's gone, you know. So you have to record it. Exactly. Onto an yeah. external device. Oh wow. Exactly. That's I hope right. that you're if you're not sponsored by Korg yet, after the Korg executives see this episode. I hope and pray that you are, will get uh, sponsored by Korg. Yes. You Korg, know, uh, Korg Anna. executives, are you listening? <laughs> are you listening? Listen, listen. <laughs> no, that, I mean, <laughs> if that's just a glimpse, a teeny tiny sliver of the process, I mean, I can't wait for this. I mean, this is really amazing. It is. And I can't wait for Cromo Valdez to see what Cromo Valdez brings to the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm being really, I got, I started something today that I'm really excited about. And uh, we'll see where it goes. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, all right. Last two tracks on the okay. album. Don't so Think see. Twice from yeah. Bumbling Home from the Star, released in 2002.
same question about this one. Was this a easy transition? Um, this is a little challenging because it's such a rock song in a way for me. Um, I think my favorite part about this recording is that I managed to cop uh, the guitar solo. Okay. Which is really essential, you know, because Je Jesse Wilder played that very melodic uh, guitar solo. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I did it with the, the synthesizer, and I'm pretty pleased with how it came out. I sent it to Jesse, he liked it too, you know. Um, this was relatively, it was challenging, but certain aspects were easy, like, because they're very cut and dry uh, uh, parts, you know, like the synthesizer part that goes, um, so in terms of recreating, it wasn't that challenging, you know, and the chords are, are pretty easy. Not, you know, the chord structure wasn't that challenging. Um, <clears throat> so all in all, hmm, I can't remember. I think my biggest challenge was uh, getting this guitar solo uh, on the synthesizer. Yeah. And then you ended up being pleased with how it came out. Yeah, I am. I am. I played it, hold on, on, uh, you know, since you're doing show and tell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to play right now, though. Uh, I played it on this synthesizer. Oh, this my. <laughs> There's one right here. I had to, I had to pick it up with the uh, stand because it's attached. Oh, wow. Who, what is that? It's a 1970s uh, Pro One sequential circuits, Pro One. That looks like a beautiful piece of machinery right there. It is, it is. Oh um, my gosh. My, uh, my cousin, well, I thought he was giving it to me, but he's still, every time he sees a picture of it on Facebook, he's like, don't forget, I need that back. Uh, dude, this is like fucking 25 years ago. You still need this? They're like, come and get it. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right. No, so the, if you think I'm going to carry it. <laughs> so the last song on the record, Honking at Demons, 
this is also on Neil, right? So you have two tracks from Neil? Wait a minute. It's, am I wrong? I, I hope you're mistaken. I think this was- I'm Googling. <laughs> I thought I could be mistaken. No, it's on Dwarf Store. Okay, okay. I win, you owe me, bro, you owe me. We retract our statement. Wait. No count needed. Uh, okay. Dwarf Star, am I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. No, you're, I think you're right. I think you're right. Why, why is this for a closer? Because it's, it's, it's I don't know. You know, I'm always, I'm always intrigued by sequencing. So I, I just have to ask if there's, if there's no reason that comes to mind, but. Um, I don't know, but I'll tell you this much. It was easy. It was an easy choice for it to be the closer. Um, like. That's how I made the sequence. I had the first song and I in the last song, like right away. And then I just filled in the blanks from both sides, you know? Yeah. Uh, why is it the closer? Um, it just seems appropriate. It seems appropriate. Um, and I like it. Uh, it's the most, for me, it's probably the most, 
soulful and intimate and jammy tune on the record. Somehow it is, you know, like how it goes out, it gets a little proggy, it gets a little prog rock, I guess, you know, where I start like doing the kind of, you know, stretching out on the synthesizer. Um, it just seemed like the appropriate closer. Um, I think it's the, I don't know. It's your oldest song, isn't it? Well, from this, from uh, this batch, from this batch of 10. No, 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 because, uh, because uh, Dwarf Star came out oh, after good. Pale Blonde Hell. Yeah, and Good, good Times. Good Times, too. Yeah, yeah, and Good Times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. But it is one of the earlier ones that from the 90s. So, exactly. I, yeah. So, a lot of these, the original releases, Chris, are German only releases, well, at least a couple of them, the, the normal releases. And I was wondering. Um, when you go to your Bandcamp page, there's the three newest releases, and I think um, on another Chris Kakavez Bandcamp page, there's, um, I think, Love's Been Discontinued, I think it might be available. Oh, wait, 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 on Bandcamp? Yeah. No, I mean, if, if Love's Been Discontinued is up there, I didn't put it up there. Mm -hmm. There was, there's another release on a different Chris Kakavez page. There's one that has the, these three newest releases. Dude, are you serious? Because it could be that I, I made a second Bandcamp page without knowing that I made a first one. I think so. I'm going to double check. Really? Send it to me because I, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, a little, yeah. I'm a little slow. No, there is another one with you. And it's only has Love's Been Re-Discontinued. Okay. And then there's another one where you have ruins, your favorites, burn the maps, and home recordings. So yeah, you have two. Here. Soraya, help me. Send me that link. I need to. Yeah, I will. Tonight. And just a FYI, I, this is what it. This is the photo on it. Did I fucking make that? I have no bloody idea. Was I drunk? <laughs> well, here's here's my question though, Chris. No, 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 no. Beyond that, did yeah. anybody buy that record? Did anybody buy that record? Maybe there's money there for me. Maybe there's well, like- Well, what's on the merch for that link is the vinyl of Love's Been Rediscontinued. Oh, that's some bullshit. Then I know, then I know, okay, good. Okay, it's not bullshit, but- But it's- No. Okay. It, it was confusing to me. So if it's confusing- Jesus, I never saw that. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, and you out. know, there's another one. Do you know of this one? that is sorry it's not a, it's a page of just an album of me and the devil that's okay that's that it. one's fine that's, okay that's my buddy Ed. that's all good. and then you've got a you've got a fan page but yeah which is stupid nah the fan page is stupid anyway i should delete that <laughs> all right okay. so back good. to my original thought um chris there's a lot there's a lot of these releases that are not available on Bandcamp and it's they're hard to get at least like those normal releases is there any reason why those can't be made available on Bandcamp or is it a label thing they own that so you can't sell those no it's not the it's not the it's it's uh has more to do with uh my uh inconsequential laziness please put those out on Bandcamp some of okay. us will, will buy those yes I think more than you think will buy it. 
Yeah, yeah. And then the question is, should I put it on Spotify for streaming? Steve Winston hit me up on that. He's like, you got to get that shit on Bing on uh, Spotify. I I don't think it's... I'm okay. I'm a Spotify user. I'm me a Spotify too. User. Me too. Yeah, I've been yeah. listening to the new ACDC for the last two weeks on Spotify. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before uh, the vinyl came in yesterday, but um. Is but Jeff good? and I are also like, we like physical copies. Me too. Ooh, that's right. Nice. Anyways, before this came in, but I don't think you're going to get as much money on Spotify. If you put some of those releases out on Bandcamp, I'm giving you money. Yeah. No, 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 no. Here's, a, here's what's clear to me. Anything on Spotify, I ain't going to see a goddamn penny. <laughs> I think that's been made pretty clear, right? right. Well, exactly. I think you might not see pennies, but you might get a little blue grocery coin. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth as much, but you can play guitar with it. See? Yeah. You know, mo better, mo better pick. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just wondering oh, if, if some of these other Chris Kakavez releases couldn't be made available. on uh, Jeffrey... Yeah, Jeffrey, thanks for bringing that up. Um, Just a thought. No, it has to happen. It has to happen. Uh, and there's nothing nothing keeping it from happening because uh, all the publishing rights have reverted back to me. So, uh, yes, it has to happen. Yeah, very cool. All right, all right. All right, Chris. So before we even let you go, I want to know, what are you listening to right now that you're enjoying? Well, uh, I recently, oh man, I've been listening to so much electronic music, but the record that has recently kind of blown me away, and I haven't been like, I haven't spent so much time with the record on repeat as I have with this recently. I want to look up the title to make sure I don't get it wrong. <clears throat> and there's a little story behind it. So, are you familiar with the band Hot Chip? No. I'm not a, either. Writing that down. Hot Chip. So, um, kind of a, so British Electronica. I, I don't know where the guy's from. But when we played, when Dream Syndicate played in, where the hell were we? Eggerson. Oh, is Steve winning me, actually. Uh, it wasn't the Dream Syndicate. We played in Egerson, Norway at a festival and, uh, or was it fucking, oh geez. Anyway, check this out. And I still can't figure out if it's a, if it's a hot chip record or if it's a mixtape from hot chip, but it's such a beautiful listen. And the record is called Late Night Tales. Late Night Tales, hot chip. Hot chip? Is that what you're Yep. Yeah. Hot chip. Hot chip. Uh. All right. All right. Late night tales. Late night tales. Hot, Hot chip. chip. All right, people. I hate to say, I have to make a relatively quick departure. The beer has. Uh, well, that's our exit. Things. That's our cue. Thank you so much, Chris. You have a good. Uh, Always a pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure. All right. I love you, Chris. Be well. I love you too, Jeffrey. Soraya. Mwah. Love you. Love you too. All right, guys. All Take right. care. Yep. Beautiful. For sure. For sure. Take care of yourself.
All right, you too, guys. All right, Chris. Bye. Thank Yo, you. Ciao. you ciao. Ciao. I love that guy, Soraya. He's got- just a good, solid person. Yeah, yep. And has yeah. been nothing but generous and sweet with us. Yeah, and on top of that, and that to me is the most important thing. Um, on top of that, he is so talented, and I absolutely love his voice. Um, on this, and it, it comes through really clear on "Ruins Your Favorites." When I, whenever I hear his voice, it's just it feels like home to me. I yeah. just, it just makes me feel warm. Um, it, the guy is ultra talented. Like all these instruments that he plays, he plays everything. Um, except for like, you all vi- have to watch the YouTube episode because Chris picks up the guitar not once, twice. Plus, picks up a device to create on the on the fly. Yeah, that Korg. I mean, and he can recreate the foundation of those 10 songs just by humming even though he said you know i really should have listened first and then he would just nail it yeah ah! yeah he's awesome he's yeah, just I, good people yes i definitely recommend this release only available on bandcamp uh, as far as i know so there's no physical release um digital only and i really do hope that some of that back catalog becomes available too yeah. um because there's there are physical copies available, but it's like a German only release. So for us in the US, um, that's a little bit more difficult. If any of our listeners are available in the UK that want to help a brother out, let me know. And a sister out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it would be nice if those could become available on Bandcamp. So easy, man. Yeah, but... uh, Jeff, I think we just need to call it a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mi gente, agrubiar. Groove on, Paisley people. And then we had a thought that um, was inspired by you, and I wanted to run by you. Um, we were thinking about next year, in 2021, doing a series, a DJ series. Actually, Soraya thought of this idea of maybe like doing a once a month thing where we have our friends back on, and we'll have like five questions or five different categories that we'll ask everybody that comes on. Like, mm-hmm. play a song that um, gets you moving every time you hear mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. play us a song that you are you are involved with that you're the most proud of at the moment. Like, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it was inspired by you sharing some albums that, oh. um, that, that you had gotten recently the last time we talked to you. So Soraya said, let's do something where we have, like, guest DJ spots inspired by Chris Kakulez. So we were wondering um, 
maybe next year sometime if you would be interested in participating in that once we develop it out it's we're still trying to figure yeah, it out we gotta push it out yeah we're still we're we're still feeling around on the little pad until yeah 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 until we dial it in still. but, but it, it was inspired by you and we were wondering maybe sometime next year if you would be our premiere episode if that ends up being something that uh i'd be honored i'm i'm happy to do anything with you guys because i love you guys we love and, uh, you <laughs> we love you right back and uh yeah I, I but i gotta say um so would it be an actual like set like you would like we'd be talking like this and then i'd play a, a song like that so it would or have it would have to be there would have to be some pre preparations for it where we would send you the five uh, categories in advance before mm -hmm. we started recording um you would pick them out in advance we would probably have to do something where we have the tracks available to play somehow so you would basically just pick them out and mm, okay i would be prepared in advance to to play them or at so least would it be is it a live would you want to do a live thing Ooh, or would you rather do like or more like a podcast like a pre-recorded thing Ooh, a live thing would be fun. I didn't even live would be fun, but live would, but that would, yeah, but that would definitely involve completely different logistics, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say anyway about the concept, which I find cool, um, <clears throat> but depending on the question that you address to each record, you're going to get a very I guess a very bizarre and eclectic uh, uh, cross section of music, you know. Yeah. For better or worse. For better or worse. And, and that's fine. That's what you guys are open to that. You're cool with that. Yeah. One of the things that we always get back in feedback, Chris, especially you know, with episodes like with you, with Steve Wynn, with so many of our guests, is. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, a name or a band, a musician will be dropped, mm, and people go, mm -hmm. "You know, that sounded really interesting." And then they go on that deep dive. So then we were thinking, you know, if we ask people just, you know, some basic questions and how would they fill that gap, I think our listeners would love it because you'd be opening them up to something they probably have never heard, and mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. like that stuff. Yeah, and it tells our listeners more about you and mm -hmm. that honestly that's what a lot of us care about is we i love your music but i love you more than i love your your music and not that well, i don't know it's it's it, no really it's a it's an added dimension because like i remember the first time we talked to you chris i, I was surprised because you started like just kind of showing us disco like that thread that message thread cracked me up nice. they go, here's this guy that's a rock musician who's just blowing my mind because he knows you know the tramps or he knows, he knows all this disco music and As, sos your, your dj set and it was yeah, just yeah. i said who would even add <clears throat> two together nobody so like a dj set like a, you know dj i think in okay i can dig i can dig it um, I'm going to throw something out there uh, based on what you guys have told me so far. So I think what could be, I think it could work this way, maybe. So like you guys would say, so basically it's me answering a question with a song. Yep. So you guys say, 
context, context, context. Now, what do you think about this? Because it could still maybe have been the potential to go live. Um, and then I would pick out all my song answers. I would be ready for my song answers. And maybe I, it would be also nice to, if I could reveal them live with you, but that might not work. But maybe then I would send you my five songs, let's say. You could have them uh, queued up. Um, and uh, maybe as out of fairness, you wouldn't listen to them until that night, you know, that we have the interview. Oh. Like and, uh, <clears throat> you know, so you have like, we have question one, song one, question two, song two, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, first, so now let's say we're live or we're not live or we're podcasting, we're pre-recording. Hey, Chris, play us a song that is blah, blah, blah. Then I would say, well, that would have to be this song, which means this to me because of that. And then boom, Jeffrey hits play. And something like that, could that work? Yes, yes, yeah. we could do we that. Sketched it out, Jeff. What? Cool, cool. You've even got a diagram. There's like a. Uh, I, this is the way my brain works. I work in diagrams. So I put okay. question, song. One, two, three, four. Nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. See, Chris, this is why she runs this show. No, no, no. Yes. I work here. Jeff no. runs. No. <laughs> that is proof right there. That is proof. Hey, you guys, you guys work so well together, you know. Um, she's she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. 